When you get bullied a lot, it kind of affects and influences um, how you see yourself when you get older. You were unattractive, you were this, you were that. You. <laughs> I hate your ass. <laughs> like I literally said I wasn't going to cry on this damn show. So my guest today was, is, <laughs> Beverly Naya. We decided to do this this way because we're having fun just listening after yeah, the show. Exactly. You know, Beverly came here and said she wasn't going to cry. I didn't want her to cry, but we had such a beautiful conversation about emotions, about growing from and through trauma. You know, going from being bullied for being ugly and then being bullied because you think you're pretty. Whoa, that did a number on my brain. You know, and about being complete whole selves. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing you're just saying now that you're in touch with all of your emotions. And people can really only be like that if you've gone through something that has forced you to confront yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, and so um, from the beginning of the interview, we went in hard. <laughs> yeah, but this, I think, is going to be one of my favorite interviews because we were so connected in the moment. Yeah. Thank you for doing this. Thank you today. You know. For the mic. <laughs> <laughs> right. Today on with Chudi. Not a long time I thought you were Ghanaian. I don't know why. People think so now, don't they? Um, I mean, it's died down now, but yeah. people, when you first came, when I first came, yeah, I used to hear like the whole Ghana thing a lot, and yeah. I, th I don't know, maybe it's from Naya. Maybe they feel like that yes. sounds a bit more Ghanaian than maybe. it does Nigerian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's yeah. Do you see it to you? Oh yeah, because I'm proudly Nigerian. You know? <laughs> so I want I want people to know I'm Nigerian. Yeah. I don't want them to think I'm from a country that I'm not. Yeah. As much as I absolutely love Ghana and Ghanaians, like yeah. I want to identify with my nation. You grew up in the UK, didn't you? Yeah, I was born and raised in London. Right, so when you were how old? Um, I moved to Nigeria when I was like 22, Right. I think, yeah. So say you moved, That was, was that your decision? Yeah, yeah, like I mean, so I was working in the, oh, sorry, I was in uni in the UK, mm. but then I was flying back to Nigeria, like mm. on half terms, yeah. summer holidays, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, to come and work in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. So I knew that I wanted to be here because like, you know, I mean, at the time, <laughs> that sounds so funny. But anyway, yeah, at the time, yeah. I knew I wanted to be here because, yeah. you know, this is where my work is. Yeah. And this is where I, I had already started to build something in Nigeria yeah. okay. that was more substantial than what I had in the UK. Right. Like I was building a career. Right. So what I didn't want is was to like, graduate from university and then be stuck because mm. I didn't really have anything else no, happening in London do. in comparison to Nigeria. So the move to Nigeria was just felt like an organic transition. Well, you laughed at the thought of that. Is it that you wouldn't do the same thing now? No. So, okay, I have no regrets. But then, you know, like with the way Nigeria is today, sometimes it's like, oh, mm. yeah, it just seems like, I don't know, what direction is this country going mm. in? Um, you know, I'm grateful for all the growth and, and you know, the the successful pivots that I've managed to have within my career. But then when you think about just the way the country is today mm -hmm. and um, just the Naira and how hard it is to do business in this country and all those little things that kind of make a huge difference in other parts of the world. Yeah, it's a bit frustrating. I just look, I wonder how you survive Nigeria. Because when I say this, I don't mean because I know you as a person. So I know that you're strong, you're determined. I hate, I don't like that word. It's so funny because just two days ago, was it yesterday, yeah. I put it on my Insta story that I don't want anyone to call me strong anymore. Okay, good. Why not? Because I just feel like once people identify you as strong, uh -huh. they just automatically assume and believe that you can do everything on your own and you never need help. 
with Good. anything. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's so that's actually, in fact, you've said it. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I should have been on your stories to see that. <laughs> so what it is is that that's the that's the tension when I look at you, which is ideally I see you as somebody who would want to have an organized, well-functioning space around you mm -hmm. and all of that. Mm -hmm. And I would see, think that a person like that would struggle in Nigeria. Okay. But I've also seen you create things, build things. Yeah. You know, that people usually, people like that just, in Nigeria, Nigeria just frustrates them, like, I'm not doing Facts, it again. yeah, yeah. And so there's a sense in which I think that you, you can hold your own, but also, and by delicate, I don't mean weak. I mean, by delicate, I mean... There's I love, a, delicate is a beautiful word. Thank you. Yeah. When I say it, people don't understand. Oh, delicate. I love that word. So great, so let's, let me ask that question with Corey. <laughs> so there's a sense in which, you know, you are able to hold your own, but there's also mm -hmm. a sense in which you are delicate. So how do you survive Nigeria with that? So, yeah, I mean, it's not easy, 100%. I'm, I'm definitely, I, I do have delicate moments. And out, outside of that, I'm sensitive as well. So, like, surviving in Nigeria is a whole different ballgame sometimes. But yes. I do have my down moments, right. you know, and I have my moments where, I, but I'll always, let me rephrase, I have my down moments, but mm. it's always important for me to get right back up. I'm never going to stay down mm. emotionally, mentally, you know, like I'm just not going to stay down. Mm. I'll always find a way to get myself back mm. up. Mm. But then I think it's important to own those moments because mm. I feel like oftentimes a lot of people are unwilling to kind of own those feelings, mm. you know, and own the those down, down moments. Yeah, because they feel um, dejected. They feel like a, like a failure and they feel like that's basically the end. But mm. I feel like when you're able to own those moments, mm. you kind of allow yourself to kind of renew and find opportunity to just build again, you know? So that's, that's basically how I go about it. So I'm very much, I'm very honest with myself when I'm in those moments, you know? And yeah, I kind of like to live authentically. That way I can just live a happier life. Yeah, yeah. yeah I love that. You know, I wrote down a few weeks ago, I said, at, its, at the least, tragedy and failure and falling down gives you a chance to reconnect with yourself. Thank you. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Exactly. And what's important is just not staying there. You know, um, own it. Yeah. You know, that's how you feel. And mm. that's absolutely okay. Life mm. isn't perfect. Mm. But what matters is you allowing yourself to see the, the silver lining, you know, mm. and recognizing that after the night, there's a brighter day. Mm. You know, that, the fact that that's li li literally how it is in the world. Mm. Like, it's never night forever. Yeah. There's always going to be a brighter day. And mm. that's how life is. Mm. It's not always going to be hunky-dory and perfect. Yeah. You have to also acknowledge the fact that there will be down moments. It's how you overcome. Did you always want to be an actor? Um, no, actually. I was studying uh, philosophy, psychology and sociology because I've always had an interest in the human mind. So I really thought I was going to go down the route of psychology or, or something, you know. Um, but then I just found that it just wasn't working for me. Well, no, there was something that actually took me off that path. So I got, <laughs> I got bullied. Um, yeah, in and that school, in uni. In well, yeah, it was in no, it wasn't in uni. This yeah. was in um, sixth form. Okay. So what? Well, it wasn't it was college. Yeah. Yeah. Sixth form is like SS three for Nigeria. Um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I'm trying to just break it down. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yes. Yeah, so I now. So I just that was. I just felt like I needed to change my courses. So I now changed to a different school, sixth form, whatever, right. mm -hmm. and then. Um, just felt like I wanted to study something else. So I just fell into the arts. So I studied, um, I picked up drama, okay. dance, and mm. me media and film studies. Oh, and yeah. I just fell in love. And yeah. So you spent how long doing the first one? 
A year. Oh, so you spent a year doing the first one, and yeah. then you transferred colleges. Yeah, yeah. Ah, right. Yeah. So when you just went to the new one, you just decided to do something else. I just wanted to do something else. That's I was a like, dramatic switch. I know, it really was a dramatic switch, but I felt like, may, I don't know, I think, I think I just wanted to explore something totally different. Yeah. And in doing so, I realized that I was arts-oriented. Like, prior to that, I wasn't sure. You know, so because in as much as I did like psychology, mm. it just felt like just too much writing, too much work. And mm. I think I'm just more of a creative. I just like to be able to express myself yes. and, and express what I'm feeling, my thoughts and my like what I want yeah. to do as opposed yeah. to like having to do all the, the theory stuff. Right. Yeah, that's a bit exhausting. <laughs> it is exhausting. It's exhausting. exhausting. I said, like, as I was looking, I'm thinking to myself, you know, what what it could have been if in my first year of studying law, I said to myself, you know what, I don't want to do it anymore. Oh, it's a lot. It's, yeah, it's, it's a, a lot. lot. <laughs> but when I got to university, it now became theory based again. Ah, you know, so even yeah. the drama and the films. No, no, in uni I studied filmmaking. Right. So, that so was, there was a lot of theory. Ah, yeah. So it was, I think it was like seventy percent theory, and then the rest was more creative stuff so I didn't re I hated uni uh, like I absolutely didn't like uni right. so I just basically stayed in uni just to get the damn degree and get out <laughs> I, you know but mm. I've never used it till today well yeah. maybe indirectly but you yeah, know what I mean not, yeah it's not yeah. the thing that you used to build your exactly because yeah in some in some universities like if you study filmmaking they teach you in a way that could make it possible for you to become a teacher mm. do you understand mm. as opposed to a filmmaker mm. so what I, the benefits of studying filmmaking anyway was the fact that there were like certain things that I learnt, um, obviously in the practical, mm -hmm. and then in the knowledge as well that I acquired that mm -hmm. have actually helped me till today, right. you know. But right. then as a whole, yeah. I could have yeah. done without it. Thanks for listening to this podcast. You've just listened to the free version of the Witch Today podcast. To listen to the full version, search for Witch Today on Apple Premium or subscribe to our Patreon via all.wichude.com. Also, we want to hear from you. Kindly rate this podcast wherever you're streaming from and share on social media. It validates the work that we do and helps us reach even more people. Thank you. Let's be human together.